Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records, Visions of Morality. They're back with a new seven inch Path to Divinity out now on Corruption Records and From Within Records. So please head over to the web store and grab one while supplies last. Also, choice to make Wilkes Berry's very own. They have a new record out titled Nature of Morality. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please, I highly suggest you hit pause. Go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube, whatever. Go stream Nature of Morality and then come back here. You can thank me later. I'm a huge fan of Choice to Make. I'm a huge fan of them working with From Within Records, two of my favorite things in hardcore. So please support the label, support Choice to Make. They're amazing. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, and click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. Before we get into today's guests, please go subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're pushing really hard to get that popping. So the podcast that you're listening slash watching um, is on YouTube. Hopefully you're on YouTube viewing it. That would be awesome. But also shout out to all the other platforms that uh, you guys are all supporting from. It means a lot, but please head over to the YouTube, click subscribe. We have the podcast there, which is awesome. And we're uh, uploading vlogs, doing some K-pop stuff. Uh, doing a bunch of cool interviews so i would greatly appreciate for all of you who support me across all social medias to please support me over on youtube thank you i really appreciate it but today we're gonna track in our good friend jonah some of you might know him as fantasy camp some of you might know him for playing in a band called hot mulligan or some of you might know him for playing in a band called Wild Red, a band that I have been wanting to see for a really long time. And I hope it happens before I die because I'm such a huge fan of Wild Red. Shout out to their latest record, Jimmy. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube. You know the drill. Go stream Jimmy. It's an awesome record and it, it, it's cool to be a fan of Wild Red and just hear the progression sonically with each release. It's a really cool thing to be able to be a fan and then grow with them. So I'm just so in love with everything that they've done. And I am happy and proud to be able to be friends with some of those guys in that band. And I'm so thankful for Jonah for for just giving me the time of day, right? Super busy on tour. He has a lot going on. So for him to always be gracious with his time, it truly means a lot to me. Um, not only because uh, he's, he's a good person, but also I'm just such a fan of uh, his uh, talent, right? All the bands and music projects that he's a part of, but also just where he comes from. I'm, trust me, if you know me or anybody that knows me, I'm a huge fan of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Shout out to SWB. Um, and to be able to have people from that area on the podcast means a lot to me. And for the respect that they give me or have given me over the years, it, it truly means a lot to me. So I'm, I'm such a huge fan and it's truly an honor to be able to have anybody on from the area. And I'm just so happy to support what's going on out there. So please go support Jonah Go support him in Wild Red while he's on tour with Hot Mulligan, Fantasy Camp. He's awesome. I love Jonah. So please, for anyone who's not familiar, I hope you do yourself a favor and get tapped in because he does a lot of awesome things and it's really cool to be able to call him a friend. So please 
strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Jonah to the show. Recording. So, welcome back to the podcast, Jonah. How's it going? What's good, man? How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm just here uh, trying to enjoy summer out here on the West Coast. It's a little warm today. Yeah, yeah. I was just there. It was brutal. Yeah. And are, are you back home right now? Yeah, I got home like four days ago. Um, huh. And I'm home for about three weeks. Okay. And uh, you're out, out on the road with uh, Hot Mulligan? Yeah. And I, I'm so curious about uh, that situation, like how you, um, uh, you know, know them, like your relationship with them, because I, I have this uh, funny story uh, that I would like to tell you. I've been I'm wanting to tell you uh, since I knew you're coming on the podcast. Um, I used to oh, do I, I used to do merch for or I, I used to work for this company that uh, you know did merch for a bunch of bands. And one of the bands that uh, was on the roster was Hot Mulligan. And I remember I was at Disneyland one day. I was just hanging out in the magic shop with my buddy Johnny, uh, who's the manager there. And these group of dudes walk in, uh, you know, they had tour lanyards on and uh, some of them were wearing hardcore shirts. So I'm like, OK, I was like, they're definitely a band. So I, I just went over and, and I was curious. So I asked them, I'm like, hey, like, well, what band are you guys in? And they're like, oh, we're, we, we play in a band called Hot Mulligan. And I was tripping out. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, dude, I work for the company out here that does your guys' merch and they were tripping out and uh, I was just, uh, you know, chopping it up with them and they were really nice. I, I was just like really surprised. Like, oh, th these guys are pretty cool. Cause you know, most of the time the, the, the bands that we dealt with, uh, you know, just like wasn't interested in the music. Uh, people were always weird, but, um, you know, meeting them, I was like, Oh, these guys are actually pretty chill. So, um, after that interaction, I, I checked out their music and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I'm like, Oh, this is actually something that I would listen to. Nice. Nice. How long ago was that? Oh dude, this was like years ago okay yeah yeah it's been a minute that's sick yeah um i met them like fairly recently like uh probably like right after the pandemic mm -hmm. um during the pandemic i was like heavy on discord a lot with uh, uh this like producer group that i'm in garden ave okay and uh their hot mulligans guitar player chris he has a side project called xlhc extra large holiday card and he ended up he also produces and he joined garden Nav. so just like we would like discord every night and play like jackbox and like code names and shit like that and uh so he like joined and he would hang out in the discord and then like once stuff started happening again he hit me up and said that they were uh recording in new jersey uh recording an ep and I live in Pennsylvania, so it's pretty close. He was like, come hang out. We don't have a bass player, so like we can jam some songs. And then uh, I just went out there for a couple of days, met everybody, and uh, we clicked. Everyone's super chill, so it was very easy. And uh, we just hung out. And while I was there, I just mentioned, like, if you ever need somebody to play bass on tours or whatever, let me know. Cause, um, it had been a while since I had toured with like the pandemic and everything. And I was doing like all the wicked phase stuff before, but I knew that he hadn't planned on like touring much, at least like that year or the next year. Um, so I was just kind of like throwing a feeler out there and that's really the only person I ever mentioned it to that. I was like, yo, if you want someone to come on tour with you, let me know. Cause I don't think touring would be very fun if I, like didn't know or like the people that I was with. So mm -hmm. just kind of worked out that they were super chill. And uh, a couple months later, they hit me up. And, uh, you know, uh, how many runs have you done with them? Because it feels like it's been a, a while since you've been going on tour with them. Yeah. The, the first one I did with them was in February of 2022. So I don't know. It's August now. So like 
next February will have been two years. We've done, we just finished our fourth pool US or like the fourth one that I've done with them. And then we also went to, we did like a shorter UK Europe run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're about to go back there at the end of this month. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It starts with like on or August 31st and it runs through September. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I watched, um, uh, it was like a live set from, uh, riot fest and I was like, geez, oh, yeah, yeah that, I'm like, that looked insane. Like, you know, a ton of people there. Yeah. That was definitely the craziest show or like set I've ever played. Cause it just looked like, like you couldn't see the end of where people were. And, uh, I don't know, coming from like where I come from in music, I'm just like, not never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Is there like an adjustment period because you're, you're playing to these different types of crowds? I mean, definitely at first, like the first tour that I did with them, uh, I didn't really know how to like, like, I didn't have much like a stage, like performance, like just didn't really know what to do. And I was definitely tripped out on like the amount of people there. Plus I was like playing all the songs for the first time. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say that tour, it kind of like that one, I was kind of not like on my shit. And then I was like seeing videos from it and I was like, damn, I look lame. <laughs> I got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. You got to get a little more comfortable up there, but, but yeah. it's cool. Cause yeah, cause you, you, you've been doing it for a while. And, uh, was there a point where you realized like, okay, like this is going to be a thing I, I'm, I'm going to be on the road a, a lot more. Um, not really. I mean, like the understanding at first was that I was just going to do the one tour mm-hmm. and then they invited me on the next one. And then I was like, all right, that's the last one. And then after that, I, they just kept bringing me and now I'm like doing the whole year with them. So, okay. Uh, that's awesome. Didn't really know like how long it was going to last or anything like that, but it seems to have worked out. Yeah, for sure. No, it, it, it seems like you, you have a good thing going there. Cause uh you know that band they, they have a, a pretty solid fan base just looking at the, like you know their their sets on spotify and especially just how active they are so for them to be able to uh, you know be on the road so much and to be traveling to, to so many different places playing different festivals I, I think that's really cool yeah yeah it's super sick and i'm super grateful and i just uh they're all super cool dudes and the shows are fun the music's cool so can't complain Okay. And when you do these like international tours, you know, like we just mentioned, you're uh, heading back overseas. Uh, do you do anything special to prepare for that? Or are you like already super used to that? Uh, not really. Um, I, I had never gone to, I'd been to the UK once before that, before the one we did in uh, April. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just for like writing sessions. Um, so it was my first time like touring there properly. Um the only thing that I would say I did differently is like someone warned me that it's uh really hard to do laundry while you're on tour okay. in the UK or Europe in general. Like in the US, like a lot of venues will have a washer and a dryer for you to use. And then you also have more off days so you can do it at a hotel if you need to. But that's just not really the case over there for whatever reason. So I think when we went there last time we were there for 17 or 18 days maybe and i brought 17 shirts and pairs of underwear and socks because i was just planning on not being able to do laundry and i i didn't so okay so you uh, planned properly yeah yeah that's like the only real difference i can think of okay as far as like planning and I am curious. I, I, I see when I watch these videos, uh, when you're on stage, you have um, in ears. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is like to me, I'm like, okay, he's 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 getting pretty professional with it. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what do you have going into your in ears? So they they were using those before I start and started playing with them, and mm. I had never used them before. Um, but basically, you just hear like there's a app on your phone that connects connects to the sound and you just hear like a perfect mix of what's being played as if you're playing it in a studio Mm -hmm. and you can change all the levels. So like you can change how loud the guitar is, how loud, like anything that has a mic. So like the drum set has like 10 different ones, like overhead, snare, kick, all this different stuff. 
So you can kind of just like tailor it to exactly how you want it. Like I put the drums really high and my bass really high so I can like make sure I'm playing the right thing mm -hmm. and then vocals. Um, but yeah, you just hear that and then you hear a click track that just helps you like keep time. Yeah. And uh, do you even care to hear like, you know, like uh, what's going on in the room outside of like your in-ears? Because uh, th that's something that, that I'm yeah. curious about because I've, I've never you know performed with in-ears. It's, uh, it's really tough to like, like there's not even really an option that lets you hear the crowd because there's no mic that goes out into the crowd. I mean, maybe some bands do that, but we don't have one that like is just like crowd sound. Mm -hmm. So anytime there's like a part where I like, really want to hear the crowd i'll just like pull one of them out mm -hmm. uh, you you get a little bleed through just from like the microphone but yeah you don't really hear anything once okay. you have those in and are, are yours like super custom where you have like a little like design in them and like custom fit no. to your ears or anything <laughs> no no they're just the ones that you can buy at guitar center okay for sure yeah. yeah we got uh we got like custom molds taken last summer but uh and they're just they were so expensive it's crazy. Yeah, I I, I can imagine because I I, I, I seem to notice like these days a, a lot of gamers are trying to they're starting to switch to in ears like versus like okay. no, normal like over the ear headphones or mm -hmm. just normal earbuds. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know why you would need that for gaming other than like it messes up your hair maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but that's cool. Okay. Uh, well, I'm you know happy for you. I'm 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 happy to see you so busy and you know being able to travel and doing cool stuff with Hot Mulligan. Because like I said, when I watched that Riot Fest video, I was like you know super stoked and like kind of blown away at how uh, you know how many people were there. It was crazy. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been super fun and uh, planning on doing it as long as they are asking me to. Okay, uh, but you also sing for a band called Wild Red, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, and I've still yet to see you guys live, which I'm just like uh, super bummed at. Like anytime I see you guys on a flyer or whenever I you know, travel to your area, I was like, man, where the hell's Wild Red? Like I'm always like, w w yeah. like nine times out of ten, I'm out there for a show, and so you guys are never on it, which is you know totally fine. Uh, but I'm just uh, you know so happy that you guys uh, still managed to stay relevant and continue to put out music, especially with, uh, you know, you being so busy and you know, having other projects as well. So can, can you talk about, um, you know, how you're able to do that and what wild red like means to you? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, we might've touched on it like the last time I was on here, but wild red kind of started as like a, a pandemic project for me. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to do some stuff that was like different from my solo work. Um, really i mean i was just making songs but then i thought like it didn't make sense to put it out as like a fantasy camp release so um i just put it out as wild red um and then it's kind of just evolved into like a real band like for a while there were no other members so like i found some people to play shows now we have like a real group of people that are like the band mm -hmm. and then Honestly, like with this new stuff, I didn't really have like a lot of time to like write. So pretty much everything before this new uh, before this new EP, other than like one song on Brain Squeeze, everything was written by me. And then all these new songs are written by Pat, at least like musically. Mm -hmm. He like demoed everything out. He demoed out like an album's worth of stuff. Um, and then I just kind of picked like my favorite ones wrote to them. And then we, uh, recorded here in January, I think. Um, and Ryan from hot Mulligan, like recorded it. He, he flew out here and we did half of it in my living room. And then we did the drums and the vocals at a studio in New Jersey. Okay. That's awesome. And I'm a huge fan of the new EP, but I, I want to take a step, step back and uh, ask about the, the, there was that promo in, in 2022. Oh, right. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was wondering, I was like, oh, is that going to lead into like a, a, a full length or, or something else? But, um, it, you know, and now with Jimmy being out, I, I noticed that like none of those songs were there on the EP. Uh, yeah. Was there a reason for that? No, I think it was just like I had a. I had those three songs that were on the promo like demoed out 
and I wanted to just put them out there because I knew that last year was super busy for me. So I just wanted to put something out to be like, you know, this is still a thing. Mm -hmm. We're still like writing and we're going to write more. Um, yeah, those, those three songs just came together super quick. And then we recorded them with, uh, Jay Clark who recorded brain squeeze as well. Shout out Um, Jay Clark. Yeah. Shout out Jake. We did that all in one day uh, in Philly. And I think those songs are cool. We, we play them in the, we play one or two of them in like every set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're fun. But I think like if we ever were able to do an LP, I think one of those songs would like make it on there mm-hmm. and maybe even like a song from the demo or something. You'd revisit it and get to re-record them. Yeah, but with with Jimmy, the like, the only reason we didn't do that, like take any of those songs and like re-record them, was because we had like a super limited amount of time mm-hmm. that Ryan was going to be here. Um, so we were just like, realistically, what is the most amount of songs we can record in this like five day period? And we just arrived at four tracks, and I was like, well. I'd rather put out four new ones than like re-record one that people have already heard. Mm-hmm, for sure. And can you talk about uh, Jimmy? Like where that name comes from? Honestly, like we had a couple different names for the the project, and uh, someone in our group chat just like jokingly said, "Call it James," and then either I or someone else said Jimmy, and then I was like, "That's actually kind of cool." Cause like there's a, there's like that Sam I am record Billy mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just think it's cool. Like just having like a, a name as like your title. Um, doesn't really mean anything. Like it has no connection to the songs. Um, we retroactively like renamed the, the first track on the EP Jimmy. It was called Angus because of uh, someone posted brain squeeze on Reddit and one of the comments said that it sounds like the Angus soundtrack. <laughs> Reddit's insane. That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that that might have been a diss, but I think the Angus soundtrack is great. I've so, never even listened to it or even seen the movie. So now I'm curious. It's just like a, a 90s comedy. Like it's got like Green Day, the Goo Goo Dolls. There's a bunch of like, it's just like 90s, like pop rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no. Which that, is kind of like what we're going for, anyway. So. Yeah, I was gonna say that that makes sense. I wouldn't take that as a diss. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, just uh, following you guys on, on on Instagram, there was that um clip from uh, some sort of like news broadcast, the uh, PA Live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What was that all about? Um. So Pat, our guitar player, he like works in news. Uh-huh. Um, like behind the scenes, he's not like an anchor or anything, okay. but, um, I think, I don't think he like asked them to say that, but like probably just through like working with these people, he like showed them and then they, they just did that. <laughs> that's okay. See, now that makes so much sense. I'm like, wow, that's so insane that these uh, people, uh, yeah. are talking about Jimmy. Yeah. It's very random. I, I had someone like message me and they're like, did you pay them to do this? why the fuck would i pay someone like yeah oh wait, so th- that was funny. on the air yeah yeah that's okay it, it's like funny to post as a clip but like mm-hmm. it's not worth paying somebody to like say that on the local news like the amount of people that checked it out after that is probably not very significant <laughs> yeah because i'm curious because uh, that's like the local news in, in your area or yeah, in wilkes fair Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm always surprised when I'm, I'm there and I'm driving through the, or I'm not driving. I'm like, you know, riding through the city with whoever's driving me and I look around and I'm just like, doesn't seem like a lot of these people know that there's like this awesome music scene going on. No, I mean, they definitely don't. They probably wouldn't care if they did know. So, I mean, it's just like the most, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who live here are like, focused on other things and there's like a lot of older people that live here so it's not like um it's really only like the young crowd that gets involved in the music scene Mm -hmm. but uh, but still you know you got to think like over the years and you know even to this day like there's still cool music going on with like 
what with what you're doing with Wild Red, even you know with Fantasy Camp and with Wicca Phase, Choice to Make, Warn just put out a new record. Uh, so one step closer. Yeah, one step closer. Yeah, they, they're 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 in their bag, uh, getting bigger with every tour that they're doing. So yeah, yeah, I, it's sick and it's it's super inspiring and it's like the reason I live here still is just because there's like cool shit going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, despite like whatever the surroundings are, like people have always found a way to to have shows and you know, pretty much like all of my friends here are just like music people and like where I grew up and like went to high school that didn't exist. So yeah, and I, I think it's amazing too, because just um, uh, even with things like with what Caleb's doing, right? He has that, that skate jam coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's so, got a skate shop in Scranton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they just opened a skate park in Wilkes-Barre. It's like five minutes from where I'm at. And uh, yeah, I, I believe the show is there and that's going to be sick. I'm actually like, I'm leaving for Europe the day after, mm-hmm. but like, I got to show out, you know, for <laughs> sure. Line up. Yeah. And, and I think it's cool too, to, um, to be able to put something on like that. Cause uh, I'm, cause I know the, um, what was that one venue that, that closed down last year or a couple of years ago? Um, Carl Hall, Carl right? Hall. Yeah. And, and then I, I know after that, it's, it's, it's been tough to find another spot for shows. Yeah. There hasn't been like a straight up venue mm-hmm. since then. Uh, there's still not, but, we've been having shows um like some people have been doing house shows people have been doing shows in the woods like way out there the woods people that doing shows uh at this coffee shop curry donuts i've, I've seen um, videos of, of that yeah those are cool especially like during the summer you can do them outside like in the back parking lot mm-hmm. um and those are super fun but obviously like in the winter that's not feasible yeah because it gets really cold out there yeah <laughs> Like crazy cold. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be outside for for more than like twenty minutes in the winter. Yeah, uh, who who's agreeing to play in the woods? I, I'm so like you know intrigued <laughs> by that. So, um, I think they've all been pretty much set up by uh, Saba, who plays in the Virgos. Okay. Um, and they're just like a really sick like I don't I don't know how I describe it other than it's like it's like groovy kind of slow like metal um but you know saba played in a bunch of like sick ass hardcore bands he rips on guitar Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like very guitar heavy like when you go see them like the amps are super loud um but yeah he's just been setting up these shows like like 30 40 minutes outside of the city like he'll just drop the coordinates and that's how you find it (laughs) that's uh, that's wild people go you know it's a good time i i'd missed the last one because i had like just gotten home from tour and i was just dead mm-hmm. they're sick and uh, i i am curious with uh uh you know, jimmy now being out uh and I'll, you know obviously you have to balance with all, all the other stuff you have going on or is there a, a chance that you uh do more shows with wild red or is this i'm gonna have to wait a little bit longer no for sure um we have like a small run planned for October. Okay. Um, it'll definitely be all East Coast. Sorry, but it's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's like four shows, uh, and it's with another band. I don't want to give too much away. I'm sure it'll be announced soon. But yeah, we got just like a small run in October because that's really the only month for the rest of the year that I'll be home. So we're doing that, and then I don't know what next year holds. So. I guess we'll just have to see and figure it out once it comes along. And, you know, you, you just mentioned you have this run planned. Uh, is there a, a point where you maybe want to actually carve out some time to where you can actually, uh, you know, write and record a, a record without having such a time crunch? It just depends. Like, uh, like Pat has been sending more ideas and just like writing stuff all the time mm-hmm. so like if we got to a point where we had like 10 songs that we were really stoked on um i would definitely like figure it out and make it happen i'm also like i don't think like every year will be this busy as like this year is mm-hmm. um as far as like my my touring stuff so it just depends on like 
everything coming together, but it's definitely not out of the question. Okay. Cause I feel like there's, um, you know, for the, the style of music that wild red is, I, I, I feel like there's like, a, um, you know, like a, a fan base for that. There's a lot of people who love bands that are in like the similar vein. So when I watch these other bands have like so much success, I'm like, man, I, I hope wild red gets there one day whenever they choose to, you know, do more. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really is like, um, just like a lack of like being able to play a lot of shows and like, also like this new stuff was kind of like a sound change from the old stuff. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, more people are interested now than like before i guess um so it's like it's tough because you don't want to like go out and do a diy tour when like you don't know if anyone is going to show up like we can we we didn't do shows in like philly and new york and you know like east coast stuff i feel pretty good about that as mm. long as there's like other ba like similar bands on the bill but I just don't know, like, if we tried to, like, go across the country and, like, play in the Midwest somewhere, if anyone would give a shit. <laughs> just come out to the West Coast. There's a, you know, my, my friends playing in your band that have a lot of uh, love. So just pair you up with them and things will be fine. Yeah. Would be sick. Would be sick. Yeah. No, but but I get it because uh, DIY tours. Uh, I uh, have some friends who have done those. I'm sure you have, too. But just yeah. to, um, you know, hear about um the financial loss and obviously you're not trying to get rich off of this stuff but you you know best scenario probably break even um mm -hmm. but sometimes uh it, it, it's easier when you're uh probably a, a bit younger less responsibilities so i i can definitely get not wanting to to do that yeah. um you know with it being so unknown right yeah it's i mean it's purely a, a passion project mm -hmm. at, at the the current state of it um and like the other touring that I do is like, you know, what, what helps me like how I survive now. So like, I can't like cut that off and then go do a tour where I'm going to lose money or like, like you said, break even. Yeah. It's tough. For sure. I, I get it. But, but, but it's been a, a fun ride. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm such a fan of wild red. So to be able to, uh, you know, be there, uh, you know, for every release and kind of uh, watch you guys like gradually grow. It, it, it's been fun for me. So I, I'm, you know, uh, long time and dedicated fan so i'll be there uh you know for the ride i appreciate that okay well i'm uh you know like i said stoked on the the ep i like the you know uh sound change you know it's not drastic but um if, if you compare the records it's there um but, but i think it's fine uh but with hot mulligan with wild red uh where do you find time for uh, fantasy camp i mean i have like 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 i'll have a month or so like in between tours usually this this like rest of the year is a little bit shorter but i'll usually have like a, a decent period of time where i'm just like at home and so like when i'm at home the only thing i do is like hang out with my girlfriend and my cats and go to the gym so like i have like all these all these days just like full of time to to write stuff um so I, I have a bunch of like fantasy camp stuff that I need to release. I just need to like polish it up, put it in a package and, and get it done. But like, I have a bunch of new songs that are pretty much ready to go. And do you only work on it like when you're at home or do you ever try to find time to do it while you're on tour? Is that even a possibility? Nah, I mean, I used to bring my laptop on tours and stuff and like try to work on stuff but it's so it's just like difficult because there's so many people like around like hanging out and mm -hmm. um i was just like using my airpods and they don't sound as good it's like i don't know it's it's very difficult for me to like work on stuff when i'm not in this room so i just like the last tour i didn't even bring my laptop for sure no i i, I don't get how it is because like when i'm like editing or if i'm playing like a video game there has to be like a certain mood that like if there's like one little distraction um i i, I don't want to do it because it's just like something just doesn't feel right and i'll feel like i'm not like giving it like my all and it, uh, i'll just yeah. i feel like i won't be able to produce the same like quality of like you know product if i'm not in like the right setting uh mentally if that makes sense 
yeah exactly but it's kind of nice even because like taking that break where you know i'm not working on stuff for a month when i come back like i have a bunch of ideas that i'm not burnt out on like i used to try to write stuff every single day mm-hmm. i just feel like that can be detrimental yeah i, I feel like you gotta yeah you just gotta with everything you just gotta find just like that right balance because you want to you know be doing stuff like you know uh, and like get overloaded and kind of you know uh, you know not enjoy it where it becomes like a where it feels like a chore and not fun anymore yeah exactly okay um but i, I want to ask you about um your latest release you uh did uh like a live recording of casual intimacy can, can you talk yeah, about yeah. Uh, uh how that all came together that was um so like the the album itself came out on will's label memory music and they just have like a series of live albums that they do like for most of their releases so once we had like finished everything for that album to come out he just asked me if i would be interested in in doing that and studio four is super legendary so obviously i was like fuck yeah um and then pretty much as soon as i got back from doing sad summer fest last year um i think like the next day i went to studio four and uh i had my friend mike play guitar we used to play in bands together and then um will got someone to do drums because i didn't have anyone that i could like just last minute be like yo can you learn all these songs Mm -hmm. but uh so we just kind of like met up there and everyone killed it it was super fun and was there like a, a like a, a period where you, you had to like rehearse or did everybody learn everything on their own time? Yeah, every because like I was gone like up until the day that we had to do it. Um, everyone just kind of had to like learn it by themselves. And then we like for each song, we would just like jam it once through. Mm-hmm. And then if everyone felt good, we'd hit record. And looking back at it now, uh, how do you feel about it? Because I, I think it's cool to, to be able to hear it in, uh, you know, that kind of setting. Because I, I obviously like the album, but to he- be able to hear like a live version of it, I, I think that was really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, it's sick. I think if I do more like fantasy camp shows in the future, that's like the way I would like to do it. Um, full band, just because, you know, the the record is like samples and stuff but i think it really benefits from having people playing the instruments 100 percent. i uh i'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, this group called twice and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's like k-pop uh, you know very yeah. uh you know poppy stuff but uh, there was uh, one section of their concert and when i saw them um, on their last tour they did like a medley of uh of um, like four or five of their hits because uh you know with each tour they have more music so they can't uh you know play the same set list so your song had to get cut out so i, I guess they came up with like okay look, we have to squeeze in these bangers so they they did a, a like a medley of all their hits but they did it with like a live band and it was cool because uh, they would play and it would take me like you know like a couple seconds to, to recognize okay like which hit is this but then once it clicked i'm like okay this sounds like super awesome because i'm used to um, being in a setting right where there's um you know people playing instruments live so to, to be able to hear that um you know at that uh, k-pop concert i i thought it was like wow this uh sounds way cooler yeah that's dope yeah i mean it's just a different experience overall like uh it's obviously cool to hear a song the way you're used to hearing it, but I love like hearing different takes on stuff when you're in a live setting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, casual intimacy came out, uh, last year and, you know, you, I uh, just did the uh, live album. Can we expect any new music this year or are you going to wait till 2024 to try to put out something new? I think, I'm going to like, while I'm home for these like next couple of weeks, I think I'm going to like work on putting in all these songs that I have or like that I mentioned before, like putting them together in a way that makes sense. Cause I have like too many for an album. So mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to pick the ones that work best and then figure out what to call it, get some artwork done and just put it out. Cause that's like the way that I did long way at home was I just, decided one day that I wanted the songs to be out 
mm-hmm. upload it to DistroKid, and then it's done. And that's like the top performing song that I have is on that project. And it was all like, I didn't get it mixed. I recorded it myself. There was no like marketing to be done for it. So I think I need to just stop like focusing so much on like trying to do everything professionally and just, just put stuff out. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, uh, cause you're not doing like doing anything through a label with fans of camp, right? It's all DIY. Well, so casual intimacy was with memory music, mm-hmm. which was, will which is Will Yip's uh, label. And I think if I asked, like we would probably do it through them, but then, you know, it just, when, when you do stuff through a label, it, it takes longer and they want to do like a rollout and stuff. And I think it would be cooler to just like, I have all these songs that I think like the demos sound good. So I'll just put it out as kind of like, rather than an official album, it's more like a mixtape. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, you know, what your most popular song is um, off of Long Way Home. And were you surprised that Bug Bite, uh, uh, you know, became so popular? Yeah, I mean... I knew that like when I recorded it, like I knew it was the best song mm-hmm. on the project. Um, obviously, like that's why I made a video for it and stuff. Um, but I, when I put that, that whole project, I was like super unsure of at least like how my fan base would react to it. Cause that was like my first departure from making like primarily like trap influence stuff or like emo rap. Um, so I was definitely surprised to see like how well it went over. Um, but I knew that that was like my favorite song. So I was hoping that that would do the best. Yeah. And it's performing really well when I, uh, you know, look at your Spotify and that's just uh, Spotify. So, you know, obviously there are like other places people listen to it. So it's Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, like that song is huge. Yeah. I mean, Spotify is the main one. That's like the, the main metric that people look at, but. Yeah, there, it also helped that I had like a music video for it and uh, my friend Astari like uploaded it and he's he's just like a, a YouTube channel that hosts music videos for people mm-hmm. and he has like a bunch of subscribers. So like I think a lot of people like found out about me that way for the first time. That's awesome. So shout out to, uh, you know, your friend for helping out that way because uh, I, I, I think it's awesome when uh, bands or artists do music videos because I'm, I'm such a fan because I, I that's how I consumed music growing up right B- before like all the streaming services I was you know at home watching M- MTV uh, VH1 BET and uh, the music video was so important but I feel like over time uh, with the internet uh, music videos just became less important mm-hmm. so, so yeah I-, I mean it seems like people still watch them like if you look at like the biggest rappers and pop stars their videos have tons of views so like Mm -hmm. there definitely is still a market for it but it has kind of gone by the wayside like as far as how important it is yeah it helps though no 100 i i urge every band it's like yo like just do at least one and i get it it can be pricey but also uh, with technology, uh, you can do it with an iPhone, right? Um, right. It doesn't have to be 8K, 60 frames, 120 frames, whatever. Um, I feel like it's so accessible to do a music video these days that I, I feel like more people should. Yeah, no, I mean, if you have if you have an iPhone or even just like a shitty old camera, it's uh, it's pretty easy to just like, you could film it yourself, edit yourself, upload it. It's just hard. Like the only, the hardest part is like getting people to watch it or like click the link, you know? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's the thing is you got to find a way to get people um, interested. Uh, and, and I understand that's where um, a, a rollout can be important, right? Because you want to uh, try to build it up properly to kind of you know, build that anticipation and uh, make people aware. Um, so I, I can understand why labels want to do that. Yeah, for sure. But it is fun too when I wake up and it's like, oh, hey, I didn't know uh, this band or this artist, whatever that I listen to, put out new music. So it's, it's sometimes right. when people pop up with new music out of nowhere, it's a nice surprise. 
yeah and it's it's always nice to have a visual and like even like when i find a new artist i like want to see what they look like what their vibe is like see if it matches with the music or not i don't know i I just feel like that adds like a whole nother layer to it yeah there's this uh uh there's this rapper that i've been listening to uh his name is babyface e and Mm -hmm. i've only been listening to him on spotify and I, you know, I spend a lot of time on YouTube and I was like, man, I wonder if he has any music videos, which, you know, he's a pretty popular rapper, so he definitely does. Um, but I was just very surprised because I, uh, in my mind, I just had like a, a blank slate. I didn't know what he looked like, where he was from. But when I went to YouTube and I searched him up, I'm like, okay, so now I can finally put a face to, you know, the voice and yeah. to all these like, you know, songs that I've been listening to, which is, uh, you know, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've done the same, like, just listen to a guy for like a month and I'll like cre- create an image in my mind of what I think they look like. And I'm like, Oh, I should just like look up a video and see what they actually look like. Mm-hmm. And you uh, mentioned, uh, you know, you have all these songs and you just got to kind of try to put them together. Uh, what's that process like? Cause I'm so curious, like, uh, you know, when you're, uh, you know, at that point in, in the process of trying to, uh, you know, put a body of work together, uh, are all these songs recorded with like a certain theme or are these just like, you know, songs recorded at all different times and uh, you know, different instances? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just like a collection of every song that I've like finished or, you know, completed since I put out the last thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how I do like every project. But, you know, just to avoid getting stale like i'm not gonna make the same style of song every time i like sit down and try to record something so there's gonna be stuff that like maybe doesn't fit or would be better as like a single or something so i try to just like once i have a batch of songs i try to be like all right these ones make the most sense to put together and maybe this one should stay either stay unreleased or like be a single later or something and do you have like a vault of all the, of songs that never got released or like or, oh yeah okay because for me i'll film a bunch of stuff do things and I, i'm so unattached i'll just delete stuff yeah i mean there's been times where i like go back and i like play something i'm like that shit's trash and i just delete it mm-hmm. but for the most part like if i finish a song i at least kind of like it so uh i'll keep it and see if like you know, if I have like a a month or two of time where I'm like, oh, I haven't put anything out in a while, I'll just drop drop a single. Okay. And as far as doing live shows with Fantasy Camp, uh, mm-hmm. is that going to be a thing? Because obviously, like I, I know you, we always talked about your upcoming schedules. You're going to be really busy. Do you ever, uh, you know, be like, all right, I, I want to try to squeeze in at least one before the year's end? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just like it's two things it's like being available but then also like in order for the show to happen like i pretty much have to get offered to play the show so like if a cool circumstance came up and like i was able to do it then i'm down like i'm not opposed to playing shows Mm -hmm. but uh i don't book shows i don't have a booking agent so like it kind of takes somebody to hit me up and be like yo you want to play the show and then if it's local, then like the chances of me being able to do it are like way higher. But mm-hmm. if it's somewhere else, then like I got to figure out flights and all that. So it's, I don't know if, if the right opportunity came up, I definitely would. It's just, uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't really know where I belong in terms of like genre and like what kind of shows I should be playing. Mm-hmm. So that makes it difficult. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think too, cause uh, you know, you, you uh, mentioned earlier how you 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 know, uh, came out, uh, you know, a little different bit uh, of a sound. And uh, would you want to, you know, play uh, on those uh, same kind of shows that you used to play on, or would you want like you know go in a different direction? I mean, I could. De- I feel like I could play like the old style of shows because I don't know. I just think like that scene of people is like much more accepting of different sounds and like. Um, they're they're down for anything pretty much Mm -hmm. uh but i don't i feel like it's harder to break through into the sound that i'm like currently playing like that scene of of bands and stuff 
because it's it's long established and like there's you know everyone knows each other in the same way that like everyone in hardcore knows each other and helps each other out no 100 percent, yeah because i've uh I'll, I'll go see a band and i'm like i know that this band has it right they uh they're so uh, early on in their career but i can just tell by like just the way that they um are, you know have these like songs written for their demo and i'm like okay like they know what they're doing and i'm trying to tell everybody like hey like this band like book this band go listen to this band but then obviously um it, it, it takes a while right because uh, because yeah. um people uh you know for whatever reason uh don't always like you know find things at the same time but which is totally understandable um and then like i'm just now seeing this band like you know finally leaving california and uh, getting so much love elsewhere but it's like dude they've been this good the whole time yeah yeah it's weird how that happens like i don't know what it is if it's just like a if it's luck or like obviously you have to have the songs that's the first thing like, mm -hmm. um but there's plenty of bands who have great songs that don't you know don't make it out so it's hard to tell what that is yeah and do you uh like on like the downtime do you actively try to like make connections to try to you know uh get into that scene because you we know, you know when, when you look at your last two releases obviously you know people are listening uh there's a, a fan base for it so i'm i'm surprised that that people aren't reaching out more yeah i don't i i think it's a lot more like that style of music i think is a lot more like industry based and like a lot of the work is done through booking agents and stuff like that um so i really wouldn't even know where to start because like with hardcore you you just go to shows and then you meet people mm -hmm. and then if you start a band if you've been active in your scene and supporting you know someone's going to put your band on a show but it's kind of like one of the only scenes that's like that so I don't know. I'm not really like uh, at this point, I'm not super set on trying to make like uh, fantasy camp stuff my career. Mm -hmm. I just I kind of more so just do it because I love making music. And if people respond to it, that's dope. But I'm not like banking on it. OK, so you're not calling Willie up and be like, yo, <laughs> what's up? We need to get on stage. I mean, he he has hit me up and like said that he that's something he could help me with for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's just like now with everything just kind of happened all at the same time. And it's like now with like all the tours that I'm doing, it's like, I don't know when I would even have time. It would be in the one or two months that I'm home for the year. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> another one. and I'm curious. Uh, if you could pick do you like the setting of you know playing in a band like a hot mulligan wild red or would you like to go more industry and uh, deal with the booking agents and do your solo thing as fantasy camp for me like doing shows as fantasy camp is way more uh anxiety inducing and like scary mm -hmm. uh, and it's like I would say it's because I'm singing, but like I sing in wild red and I'm never like nervous about doing those shows. So it's just something different. I feel like when you're not playing in a rock band, mostly everyone is just staring at you in the crowd. And that feels like really weird. Um, and it's not like on the crowd, like that is, I guess, an appropriate response to like slow chilled out music. Mm -hmm. um, but like when you're playing in a band and you like see people, giving you energy it makes you feel like way better about the performance so i don't know it's it's tough there's benefits to both but i think i have more fun doing the band shows i want to ask you about a sad summer because i'm just uh you know such a fan of taking back sunday and to be on a cool tour like that uh can you talk about what your experience was like and maybe some of your favorite moments yeah um so this was our or like my second time doing sad summer with them mm -hmm. um it's just like it's kind of like warp tour if you've ever been to a like a warp tour show it's uh every show is for the most part unless it's too hot every show is outside mm -hmm. um this year it was in amphitheaters so it was like that was completely new to me uh just like seeing most of the people that are there like 
in seats is <laughs> strange. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. There's just like a ton of bands on it. Everyone hangs out. Like you just set up a tent like outside of your bus. And um, I don't know. It's just like a whole month of just chilling. And then you play for 30 to 35 minutes and then you're done. And that's like your whole day. Yeah, I, I find it interesting to to, to see like uh, um, you know uh, people try to uh, fill that void of Warped Tour because that was like the thing to do in the summer, right? For like that kind of music, there was always so many bands uh, doing the Vans Warped Tour, and it was so iconic. So for it to go away and to see a different you know fest pop up and uh, you know things like Sad Summer pop up, I I, I think are pretty cool. And I, I I've been to one show like that. Um, I, it, it was like, uh, it was like the ghost inside the use, uh, and a, a day to remember it was like, uh, they were doing like a, a, a tour. So I, they were the headliners. And I remember, um, I was, I really wanted to see this band, um, Magnolia park, which my buddy who, who I went with, uh, always gives me crap for, uh, they're like the yeah. one band I, I really wanted to see. Uh, they were on it last year. Okay. Uh, and like the show like I, I was at like um the salon getting my hair done and my, my buddy like hit me like yo like like you want to go to this thing i'm like hell yeah like you know i want to see magnolia park so <laughs> i finished up and then we went and i didn't realize that it was starting at like five o'clock so we got there at like six and like the second band was like in the middle of their set and i was just like what the hell is going on like why is this shit starting so early um yeah. but but just to be there um because this was this happened in irvine at like the uh the five points that's what it's called five points amphitheater and you know this is my first that's where we just played oh really okay (laughs) yeah it was the last day of the tour yeah so to 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 go there and to experience um that because there was like a bunch of like food trucks and people just like hanging out and then you could go into the amphitheater and that's where the show was happening i'm like oh this is like definitely like a a, a cool vibe i I can uh, see the the appeal for it and obviously there like the lineup was great a lot of big bands uh and it was, it was a pretty interesting experience yeah it's fun um it definitely has like its perks and like playing outside is fun even though it's super hot but it just like i think because of that like being outside all day it just like wears you out faster than a normal tour would mm-hmm. um just because you're you know just being in the sun all day just like takes it out of you and then you just got to do that like four days in a row and then you get a break but it's just like uh i don't know by the end of it you're like all right i've i've done enough of playing outside i'm ready to play some club shows and i'm curious for you uh are you just like anticipating your set for the whole day then you can relax or like what's your mindset for like the whole day like in those kinds of situations um i'm pretty good especially if I'm like just playing an instrument, like I'm pretty good with stage fright. Like I don't really stress it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, like we have to, we would have to pull up to those shows at like 8 AM for like, you know, merch to get set up and like everything like gear to get loaded. Um, I would usually like sleep in pretty late. <laughs> and then, you know, you wake up, they have like, catering so you go get lunch and then you kind of just chill like i don't know a lot a lot of people like for the first half of the day will just like hang out uh like inside either like in a green room or like the bus because it's so hot and then we would play like around five every day mm-hmm. and after that i would like shower and then i would hang out it, you know the sun would be coming down so it wouldn't be as brutal but like the shows in Texas were like both over, I think it was like 105 and then California. I don't know exactly what it was, but that was also very hot. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, especially cause those shows were right at the end. It was just like, I gotta preserve my energy and stay inside until I have to play. <laughs> and are you like trying to like mingle a- after you're done or do you like to have your alone time? Because for me, yeah. I, I feel like it would, I, I would like enjoy it, but then also I feel like I would have to, uh, you know, at least have some time to myself where I would go crazy. Yeah. I mean, alone time doesn't really exist when you're touring with like nine other people, like just in your group alone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's kind of out the window. I'm, I'm a pretty social person. So, um, definitely like earlier in the day, I'll, I'll keep to myself or just like my group of people that I'm with more, but then like by the end of it, I'll be more social talking to whoever's around. And when you're on these kinds of tours, do you ever get those, like the wild red fans or the fantasy camp fans that recognize you? Yeah, sometimes. Um, it's not like every day, but mm-hmm. there's there's definitely been some people that have like pulled up in, in the merch or just like hit me up like, yo, I just came because I wanted to see you. So like I always like make a point to to chill with them for a second. Yeah, I'm sure, that, sure that's pretty cool to to, to know yeah. that they're like, you know, supporting you across all like you know, projects that right. you're doing. Yeah, no, it's it's super cool. And it's not like it doesn't go unnoticed for sure. OK, and uh, I, I, I liked when you had the red base. Is, is that out the window or? Yeah, so that wasn't even my base. That was a uh, I believe that's Chris's base um, that I was just using because like the one that I have behind me right now is a squire, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But like that red one is a like a, just a fender P base. And then uh, Hot Mulligan has a deal with Reverend guitars. And so they got me like my own bass that, that I just got on like the first day of this last tour. So that's like mainly what I'm playing now. Okay. And did, did you get to pick it out? Like, did you like get, let them know like, Hey, yep. this is like, like, you know what I prefer. Yeah. 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 They just, they had a couple of different colors. I like precision bases, like, uh, in general the most. Mm-hmm. So I just looked at, their model of that and just picked a color. Awesome. That's cool to, to yeah. for them to, to, to have that deal and for you to be able to get your own base from it. I, I, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, that was a super cool moment for me. Okay. And it, where is that base? Actually, right now it's in Chicago because uh-huh. that's like where we meet up to practice mm-hmm. for tours. Um, and then like because we're going to Europe so shortly, it just made the most sense for all the gear to go there mm-hmm. instead of everyone taking their stuff home individually. For sure. That's wild. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'm like I said, I, I'm so happy for you to be able to uh, be so busy with Hot Mulligan. I, I think the music they make is awesome. I definitely uh, like what they're doing. Uh, a, a fan of that. Um, but I'm, I'm just a fan of, uh, you know, your area. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of like a, a ton of the music that's come out there. That's why I, I always try to make it a point to go out there at, at least once a year to visit and hang out with, uh, you know, Nate Prosciutti, uh, C. Shane and, um, you know, everybody else at Ken Jeff Davis. Um, but for people who are listening, uh, like, and they were curious about where you come from, your music scene was like, what's, uh, like one positive thing you would say about that to, uh, you know, get them interested and in, to check all of the bands out from your area. Um, it's just a, a very cool, welcoming scene. Everyone is, is embraced. Uh, doesn't matter like what you look like, if you're cool or not, you can, you know, just come to a show. <laughs> Everyone's gonna fuck with you. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of unique music that comes from the area. Like it's not like one specific sound. Um, there's lots of different stuff going on. So whether you're into heavy stuff or youth crew or alternative, like there's a, there's a band for you. And, uh, yeah, if you come to a show, you're going to have a good time. No one's going to judge you or be weird. hundred percent. I can attest to that because I've shown up and, uh, obviously I'm not from the area. I'm only friends with a couple of people out there. So to, to be able to, to kind of just, uh, roll in and uh, show up to a show, it, you know, felt like, um, you know, I, I was at home, everybody was chill. The bands were cool and it was definitely a, a great time. That's why I, I always, uh, you know, want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sick place. I, I love living here and going to shows here. Recommend anyone to come check it out. If there is something that interests you. Okay. And there's good pizza. Oh, the pizza. Okay. I, I don't have I ever asked you. Uh, and obviously there's not that big of a difference, but, uh, Jerry's or Angelo's. I, I go with uh, Jerry's. Okay. Same here. I think they taste like pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. 
but I like the service more at Jerry's. Yeah. And there's like a bigger area to sit down. Yes. Like there's a point where I was eating Angelo's because it's right there by uh, Good right. Fortune. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I don't want to inconvenience anybody too much to be like, hey, can you take me to Jerry's instead? Because, you know, <laughs> Angelo's is right there. But yeah. um, the last couple of times I was there, I was like, I was like, yo, like, let's go to Jerry's. So I, I kind of found the Jerry's people and been like, hey, like, you want to get dinner? And yeah. yeah, going to Jerry's, cool place. Everybody's there is nice. I was bummed last time I was there. I, I was trying to buy some merch, but they didn't have any in my size. Uh, but yeah. um, but maybe hopefully next time, hopefully they'll they'll restock. Yeah. Or, or maybe yeah. I, I can maybe point them. Up good for exactly that. That's where I was, <laughs> I was like, yo, if you guys need some merch. I, I have yeah. some friends over at Good Fortune Printing. They'll, they'll help you out. Yeah, that would be dope. Okay. Well, Jonah, I truly appreciate your time. I, I always appreciate you being down to support what I'm doing. So I, I appreciate you um, you know, taking your time out of your day to do this. But before we go, is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, no, just uh, check out Jimmy, the new EP by Wild Red. Check out Choice to Make. They got some new stuff coming out soon. Warn, they got new stuff coming out soon. One step closer. Everybody's killing it. 100%. All right. Virgos. The Virgos. We got to get out to the woods. Definitely check out the Virgos. They they got some stuff on Spotify right now, but I believe they have more coming too. Okay. All right. Well, once again, thank you for your time, Jonah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll be back soon. Goodbye. Thanks for having me, man.